Good morning. This is Samir Javeri from Black Creek Investment Management. As we leave summer behind here in early September, we find ourselves moving back to a somewhat more normal fall with the start of the school year. In my case, with kids going back to school, albeit with masks. Some of us are returning to the office or getting prepared for the prospect of doing so. I've noticed traffic jams are back and there are more people out and about, and we find the world as a whole is doing the same. In many places, the combination of vaccinations and people who've had COVID are leading to an almost full reopening of the world, with flare-ups definitely causing some bumps along the way, as are many geopolitical tensions that have also arisen. Testing has become more normal and international travel seems to have bottomed, but there is still significant disruption along supply chains that for many decades have moved in the direction of just-in-time. We have seen this play out in the world of semiconductors where orders were cancelled as we entered the pandemic and the world closed down, but then reopened fairly quickly and orders surged. The demand for phones, tablets, computers, and even additional vehicles led to that pickup that the semiconductor industry is having trouble keeping up with. We can see this example all along supply chains for various industries, and while these will get resolved, it will take time as we move from just-in-time to companies ordering more than they did historically in order to meet the increase in demand and to keep some safety stocks. I know that somehow my house now has way more toilet paper than we ever used to keep as inventory before the pandemic. We've also seen congestion in the global transportation network, as many shutdowns and ports at both their production and receiving ends of our global economy have resulted in rising prices and everything from shipping costs to food prices to gasoline, bicycles to cars, new and used. Much of this is because of the increased demand of the global recovery, but also the significant monetary and fiscal responses that have lasted from the beginning of the pandemic through to today. These factors have boosted demand while at the same time there has been a lack of labor returning to work. With still additional programs in the trillions being talked about around the world, this may yet keep pricing pressures elevated until the global economy can adjust the supply of goods and services to the increases in, de- in demand or the stimulus is reduced. So growth is still increasing, but at a slower rate, while inflation has continued to rise. That's a little background on the macro environment we find ourselves in, but let's dive into some of the companies we own. Since I touched on semiconductors, let's start with STM Micro. They are a global leading semiconductor company that has exposure to cell phones, computers, and auto segments with microcontrollers and sensors, and growing exposure to higher power uses like electric vehicles. On the whole, they are benefiting from the volume and price increases in the semiconductor industry, as well as having some of their own factories. The trend towards digitalization has only accelerated during the pandemic, and there is a significant global push behind hybrid and electric vehicles as many countries and companies embrace increasing targets for emissions reductions, which should also provide tailwinds to offset the headwinds of increasing costs of inputs, labor, and pandemic-related costs such as freight. On the other hand, auto leave may be temporarily impacted by these factors. AutoLeave is a global leader in automotive passive safety. Think airbags, seatbelts, and steering wheels. Prior to the pandemic, they were digitizing their business, electronically mapping out their factories and looking at ways to increase the efficiency of their production while maintaining the quality of their products. They were also able to pick up significant share as one of their primary competitors had several large recalls a few years ago. 
While volumes have bounced back in the auto sector, it has been a stuttered restart as the semiconductor shortages have closed many of their customers' factories, which impacts their production and labor costs. Their input costs have also increased as the price of steel and nylon have risen risen dramatically. But the demand for cars has not reduced, and with inventories at very low levels, as the semiconductor crunch eases over the coming years, they should be able to fill that delayed but not lost demand. Finally, the pandemic has not reduced the demand for food, so we can touch on demand for farm inputs with Nutrien. Global demand for farm inputs has continued to grow, in line with increasing demand for food as the global population continues to rise and caloric intake continues to increase, including some of us who have had some COVID pounds to shed. Supply has been tight, while increasing in lockstep with demand. But add some swine flu in China a few years back, weather impacts in different regions, transportation bottlenecks, and some geopolitical tension in Belarus, which is a global leader in potash supply, and we have the makings of just another just-in-time industry where price becomes the pressure release valve. Over time, supply will increase to balance the market, but this can take many years to plan, build, and get production to market. These are but a few examples of how the supply-demand imbalances and impacts on logistics systems as a result of the pandemic will impact the companies we invest in. We will continue to keep a close eye on each of the companies in your portfolios as we navigate the headwinds and tailwinds of the pandemic. We thank you again for your support across all our portfolios and hope to see you soon as the reopening continues. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.